Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or are dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we are your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we are stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Today's episode of Living the Dream Outdoors is an excerpt from the radio version of this show featuring guest Frank Cox. Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors. It's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Folks, you're going to love today's show. Frank Cox is in the studio with us. He's at smokerbuilder.com. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah. Hey, if you love yeah. smoked foods or barbecued foods, this is a man to talk to. Hey, if you don't like it, mm-hmm. whatever it is, yeah. what do you do if, with if it? You're, if you have doubts. <laughs> yeah. What do you do with it? Just grind it up and make sausage out of it. That's the best way. Out of anything. Just keep some pork candy. Keep You'll some pork fine. candy, yeah. Maybe some ground beef. You know, yeah. That might help a little bit, too. But helps yeah, a lot like, in some yeah. cases. If like, you, like snow goose sausage? You ever oh, made that? Oh, dude, yet? I'm telling you now. Like, snow geese is like the filet mignon of the sky, Not in my sn- opinion. Oh, oh you, you got it backwards. You like, just ain't had it no, cooked right. Yes, I have. And you stole the phrase, the filet mignon, mignon of the sky yeah. is the white-fronted geese. Oh, yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Them speckle bellies. That's speckle actually bellies. true, yeah. I know it's true. Mm-hmm. You know what snow I've never geese killed a speck belly. I've never ate one, never killed one, so well, I don't have any frame you, of reference. You're going to change your tune. <laughs> you, know, you know what snow geese are called? The, they're sky carp. Sky carp, absolutely. <laughs> I killed many of them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but sausage. So Man, we would kill so them geese, and we'd, we'd be in a hotel up there in Marshall. That's where we always hunted was around Marshall, you know. Oh, yeah, we'd I went be in with that, you one time. We'd be in that little $20 a night hotel, and there's four of us sleeping in that room, <laughs> and the whole thing is full of snow goose hunters, you know. And and uh, you go out in the parking lot, and it looks like it snowed for all the feathers out there in that parking lot, blowing everywhere, you know. We had that little cooker we'd had in the back of the truck, a little bitty thing, and we'd cook them up. And mm, boy, wrap them in jalapeno, you know, put jalapeno, yeah, wrap yeah, them bacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Son. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't know. You you sound like my good buddy Joel Vance, who need to take a moment and think about Joel Vance. He just passed away mm. this last week. You know, was the editor of the Missouri Conservationist for many, many years mm. and the guy that a lot of us outdoor writers, outdoor people have looked up to. But Joel used to run with Spence Turner, who's gone too. They quail hunted a lot. North Missouri, uh, their dogs peed on beds and oh. down hunter shoes and all kinds of things. And there's like I actually stopped in and checked this out. It's a little bitty motel up there uh, that they used to stay at, but that ended for them. Uh-huh. Right behind the uh, desk, check-in desk, little bitty office. You know, there's a big shingle hanging there. Do not run a room to Joel Vance. <laughs> <laughs> they knew who he was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yep. I suspect that'd be true of you guys, too, with your Oh, man, your it snuggies. was wild. We never had no dogs. You know, I always wanted dogs, but I didn't have the patience, you know, and, and yeah. I just wanted to go out there and that instant gratification, get out there and kill them geese, you know, well, and that, eat them. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you the advantage of a dog. I was on a hunt down in the boot hill one time. Cl- real close to my, my home, there's three of us. An old guy from Poplar Bluff had done this a lot. 
and me and my other buddy, he was a park ranger from down on Scenic Riverways, and we saw like 30,000 geese out in the field. Me and him, you know, we're all wired tight, man. We're ready to go get them. Let's, we'll go to the other side and get the tree line. They'll come this way. And the old guy, you know, just slow. You boys just calm down. <laughs> you know? And he said, no, we're going to sit here for a while. Well, an hour later, we're still sitting there watching these geese milling around in the middle of the field. All of a sudden, they make a turn, and they – that's awesome. See thirty thousand yeah, geese trying to synchronize, make a turn, and the lead goose, yeah, boss lady, mm-hmm. is leading the crew. You know, and they all start heading towards a big ditch. Mm-hmm. The old man, boy, he cranked up the truck in her and drove a mile around. And we get in this ditch, and we had to crawl a half a mile. I thought it was back in the military again. But he had a little black female lab, and she'd get down and do the low army crawl. Man. Oh, that's I, cool. <laughs> it was so cool. I got lots of photographs. And But, Frank, when we – the man, old guy, wouldn't even let us look up. And he finally let us look up. He said, just head rake those geese, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking they'll be 30, 40 yards out. They were like 20 feet. When they, <laughs> <laughs> they were – we, we all emptied our guns. There's 87 geese on the ground. Heck yeah. Now, you know how many days it would have taken us to round those up if it hadn't been for that dog? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it would have took forever. Yeah. Yeah, two hours she had all the cripples rounded up. But snow yeah. goose and sausage. Mm-hmm. But you make lots of other kinds of sausage. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, the there's sausage is, is actually a lot of fun because you can be so creative with it, you know. Um so, like, one of my favorite things to do is, like, if I'll, I'll just kill a doe first thing, just get it over with, just with bow season. And then, you know, don't even worry about back straps. Who cares? No steaks. Don't even mess with none of that stuff. Just cube, the whole, feelings now. cube that whole deer up and put it in food saver bags and get it in the freezer. And then, you know, in a few days, a weekend, whatever you're going to do, you're going to get some pork. Just do 25 pounds of, of uh, deer is about what you get out of a, a cubed up dough like that, a small one. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, just get you about 25 pounds of pork and uh, mix some fat in it, about 70-30. You got it made. Make anything you want. If you want to make 25, because 25 pounds is the magic number for sausage. You know, when you buy a bagged mix, it's always uh, pre-portioned for 25 pounds. And there's one ounce of cure per 25 pounds. Uh-huh. And so it, it, when you buy the mix, it's already, you don't have to think about it. It takes the edge off if you've never made sausage before. You pretty much just like mix it up. Put some jalapenos in there, some che- high temp cheese or something, you know, and you just got whatever you want. You know, you can make. Uh, I should have brought some because I got some in the fridge at the I house. I said that already. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you can get uh, just a good, just basic, just sausage cure. You can't go wrong. Salt, pepper, garlic, you know, onion, mm-hmm. just the whole nine yards. A little bit of cayenne in there, maybe if you if you're not going to use jalapenos, just to get a touch of heat. You know, you don't want a lot. And uh, shoot, you could you could do that same thing with bear. Like I'm anxious to do it with bear. And I think I was talking to you and Cody Lucas the other day, and we talked about having this massive squirrel killing. Absolutely, that's a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> to make all that sausage. But I think we calculated what 100 squirrels would make 25 pounds or something like that. I think you'll be lucky. You know, a squirrel does a squirrel even weigh a pound? I don't know, man. Big fox squirrel might weigh a pound and a half. Well, you got you got the quarters in the back meat, and that's about it. That's about know? it. But then the other day I was thinking, man, we ought to just make like this mixed bag. Just like, just clean the freezers out sometime. See what all we got. (laughs) Rabbits, squirrels, maybe a chunk of bear meat or something, some deer, some goose in there. Mix it all up. It's all. I probably got some gar meat. 
garb put it in i don't know about fish but <laughs> we could try it i suppose Wait, you, you never know make, you can't make fish sausage and you make fish cook. tacos i think you gotta cook it first oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah so just mix it all up and see what comes out you know it's fun yeah it's, so if you don't know what to do with it yeah just make sausage yeah you killed a possum don't know what to do with it now nah, just get the back straps out of it anyway or something kill enough of them well i don't know when i was running ups route <laughs> this has been 30 years ago down way out in the country south of salem close to shannon county i come around the corner it's a hot july day mm-hmm. and his i mean it's just a beautiful little ozark farm you know little farmhouse and I always my imagination would go wild when I'd pull into those places. I said, man, the stories that c- oh, could from that come, place. Oh, yeah, yeah, that could come out of that place. I had to go around back to turn around, and here's this little old lady and her husband. I'd say eighty years old. You mm-hmm. know, you you tell they'd spent their entire lives out in the country on the farm. Just amazing people, but they had a possum. Yeah, they had a possum. Pet. No. Oh, he's getting ready for the pot. Oh, the stew pot, I'd say. But it's July. I don't know if it was a roadkill or what. Mm-hmm. And it's 95 degrees. And he's on one end pulling, she's on the other end, trying to get the hide off this thing. And Frank, I think I saw grease dripping from that pop. <laughs> I bet you did, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, never cl- I never cleaned up a possum, so I don't know what to expect. I, I did once or twice as a kid, because we used to eat them. You've heard of possum and sweet potatoes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like sweet potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like with sausage, you could just – that's summer sausage, you know. But you could do uh, – like I just make a traditional smoked sausage. You don't need no right. cure in that or bratwurst or anything like that. It's It seems pretty intimidating. Well, if you've never made sausage before, you know, you got a lot of questions about, like, cure and, you know, you hear all the stories about how you can make people sick if you don't do it right and all that kind of stuff. But really, if, if you're just making regular, like, bratwurst or smoked sausage or uh, Italian sausage or anything like that you can think of, there ain't no cure in any of that. All it is is just seasoned meat. That's really all. Just mix it up. I, I just came up with a grand idea. Can I give people your address out at the shop or maybe your phone number? Uh all the road kills in three counties nope. could go to your <laughs> <laughs> I knew where we was headed. I, I wasn't going to cut you off, but, you know. <laughs> no road kills. Huh? No, but we could do a class. Uh, on road kills? $600 on road for a kills? Saturday, and I'll teach you how to how to, how to to make sausage out of road kill. You do it. You get hands-on training. Hands-on training. Oh, boy. I'm telling <laughs> I, I got Hornswoggle Linda doing from field to the freezer one time for Bass Pro. At the, some some – Instructor got mad and left. So, conservation agent was listening to a program I did. And he walked up. Do you think you can do this? Uh, maybe I'm teaching a canoe backpacking little cooking course. I got a little little stove, you mm-hmm. know, just a backpacking stove and and a few items. Well, I get there, I have no idea what's going to happen, you know. And this conservation agent brings in a ten point buck that had been killed in an orchard the night before, and they froze him solid. Oh wow! With the guts in him. Huh? Yeah. So. You can imagine trying to skin that thing and get him. No ready. kidding. But we had a couple of turkey, turkeys, some quails, and hey, we actually it wasn't too bad. Except I had a butcher in the class. Oh, he butchered my presentation. I bet he did a too. little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, he was very kind. So, hey, can helpful. I put a question in here? Absolutely. So, Frank, what's the difference between a cure and a seasoning? Okay, so cure is actually what's called pink salt, and it's a chemical reaction. It's nitrates or nitrites. It depends on which kind you get. And so what that does is it literally has a chemical reaction that literally cooks the meat. 
So, for instance, uh, summer sausage. We're gonna we're gonna when we make it, we're gonna if you you can actually make a thing called hard sausage. This is a whole nother level. This is sausage that you'd only bring it up to a hundred degrees, and then you oh. stop it. You don't cook it no more, because what you don't want was was like summer sausage is to render fat. So since we don't want to get it hot enough to render the fat out of it and make it cooked. It loses its texture. We use a, a chemical. That's why it's called summer sausage because you don't have to refrigerate it, you know, like mm-hmm. constantly. You know, it, the chemicals actually cook the meat. It's a process between the the uh, the environment and uh, you know just the time. And like we air dry it for a couple three days after we pull it out of the smoker. But the way we make smoked sausage or summer sausage is we'll bring it up to a like right under 165 degrees, and that's when we stop cooking it. That's why you got to have the the stuff. Hey, sounds sounds pretty good. I think my dad rubbed some of that on my backside one time. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I'm Bill Cooper for Daryl Hyman and Frank Cox. Thanks for joining us and keep living your dream. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on the Living the Dream Outdoor podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Messenger, Instagram, Spotify, TikTok, and Stitcher.